Hey guys, well yesterday we began a journey of looking at the place where maybe we find ourselves sometimes, the place called unfair, when we just feel the best way to describe what we have going on right now is it's just unfair. It's unfair the way the circumstances have fallen. It's unfair the illness that I've ended up having. It's unfair the situation that I inherited. It's just unfair. We talked about how life actually is unfair. It is. It is not a level playing field. And therefore, what do we do with that? And we looked at that yesterday, that we don't want to live in the gap that unfair creates, getting worse and bitter and resentful and jealous of others, but actually we want to actually live in the gap, actually knowing that that's not where we're staying because it's not. And I just couldn't leave the message we began yesterday and move on so quickly because I think there's just so much more to unpack. So I hope you're up for this. And uh, I also want to encourage you, if you've got friends that you know, they would say, you know what, life's just been really hard. And maybe they just feel that somehow they're never going to get out of that place where they feel circumstances have put them, then have them on these posts and encourage them to listen and, and give them something to watch that maybe puts life in them. And let me help you be a great encouragement to them if you think there's someone in your world that would benefit from that. Okay, so what I want to do today is I want to actually take the story that I used at the weekend with my own church and break it down with you to show you someone whose life was unfair, but actually that was not the end story of their life. Because I love when the Bible gives us examples of this and it helps us see if God can do it for them, he can do it for me. If God can bring them from that place, then he can bring me from that place. And so we're going to look at the story of a guy called Mephibosheth. You may be familiar with the story. You may not. He's not mentioned that much in the Bible. His main story falls into Samuel. And we're going to actually take the time to actually look at what happened to him. Because you would have to say that Mephibosheth's life was very unfair. Circumstances were not kind to him. And the context of that is that Mephibosheth was Jonathan's son. So Saul was his grandfather. And Mephibosheth was born, but not long after he was born, his father and his grandfather died on a battlefield. So you can already see that his life had an unfair start. He didn't cause it, he didn't create it, but because of that battle, he had great loss. And so Mephibosheth's story is recorded in 2 Samuel. And let me just tell you about how his life began. And maybe you would say, I am so relating to this right now because my life began with broken relationships. My life began with pain that was not created by me, but put on me because of something else. Well, welcome to Mephibosheth's life. He had the same thing happened to him. Although his extreme circumstances, maybe we'll put ours in perspective today. And so it says in uh, 2 Samuel 4, it says this, Jonathan, son of Saul, had a son who was lame in both feet. I'll explain that as I read on. He was five years old when the news about Saul and Jonathan came from Jezreel, that was that they were dead. And so he gets the news at five years old, his dad's dead, his grandfather's dead. And so now what happens is because he's in the royal lineage of Saul and Jonathan, and because those two are now dead on a battlefield, 
His life is in danger because he, as an heir to the throne, is going to be destroyed so that other people can overthrow the throne. So five years of age, he's about to lose his home. He's about, he's just lost his family. He's about to lose all his royal lineage. He's about to lose it all because of what happened on that battlefield. So because now, He's in fear for his life. The woman that was asked to take care of him, the nurse that was asked to take care of him, she picks him up, it says, to flee from the house, from the royal household. But as she hurried to leave, she fell. And when she fell, she dropped him. She tripped and she dropped him. And in that drop, he became disabled. That is the story of how Mephibosheth's life began. He has this unbelievable change of circumstances. From being someone that lived in a palace to someone that's now on the run, to being someone that was actually an heir to the throne, to being someone that actually has to move away and go live in a place far from his home, to being someone that was well and fully able-bodied, to being someone that is crippled and lame in both feet. That is what you call an unfair set of circumstances. Now, what happens next is they run and they take him and they flee to a place called Lodabar. Now, Lodabar was the place that was in the middle of nowhere. It was in ancient Israel and it was a place of obscurity. And that place was where people went who life had treated harshly, who had nothing to live for. People literally went and lived in Lodabar. And this is what Lodabar means. Lodabar, the word Dabar means pasture. The word debar means word, communication. The word debar means things. But low debar, the word low negates all that stuff. So low debar means a place of no pasture. It means a place of no thing. It means a place of no word. So all of a sudden, he's gone from everything to no thing. He's gone from many pastures to no pasture. He's gone from having the word in his mouth of God, of a royal family, gone from having that place of authority to no word, no authority. And so all of a sudden he is living in Lodabar. And the truth is that we can go through circumstances in life and it can make us feel like we have literally been sent to Lodabar. Are you living today in Lodabar? Do you feel like you have no pasture, no security, no no sense of comfort, no sleep at night because of what's happened? Do you feel you're in a place of nothing where you just feel like all the things that used to identify you as you have been taken from you? Do you feel you're in a place where you have no voice, where no one seems to hear the cry of your heart? That was Lodabar. Circumstances can create Lodabars in our life. And I want you to know that is real. That is a real place we can get into. That's where we can get into in our minds, in our anxiety, in our stress, depression. It can make us move in to Lodabar. And so I want you to find from Mephibosheth's story, that's a hard word to say, by the way, when you're getting carried away, from Mephibosheth's story, I want to draw out some principles to help you if you feel, I relate, I'm in Lodabar, but I don't want to stay here. Okay. This is the first thing that I want you to know. The status life gives you does not determine the significance within you. Listen, he lost the status of heir. He lost the status of prince. He lost the status of being someone that had all of that stuff. 
Life likes to give us a status, but the status does not define you. God has already placed significance within you. And I don't know who needs to hear this today, but maybe because of circumstances, your status have changed. You went from well to sick. You went from married to divorced. You went from owning a business to bankrupt. You went from employed to unemployed. And in that change of status, if we allow the world to determine that, in that change of status, we will feel we lose our identity, we lose our significance, we lose our importance, but you don't. It's just a status the world gives us, but it is not what God says about us. He was still chosen. He was still a child of God. He was still from a royal heritage. Hello, even higher than his father could have ever given him. And I don't want you today to allow whatever status you've been given in life to determine your significance. Let me give you some more examples from the word of God. I wrote them down because it's so cool to think about them in this way. Listen to this. What about Gideon? He said, well, my status is I'm from the weakest tribe. And in the weakest tribe, I'm in the weakest family. And in the weakest family, I am the weakest of the weak. That was the status that he had given himself and circumstance had given him in life. But God said, I don't think so. I'll tell you what your significance is. You are a mighty warrior. See, God doesn't care about the status life gives you. God knows the significance he put within you. What about Mary? Her status would have been unwed, pregnant, teenager. That meant everybody backed off from her. Everybody was judging her. Everybody was making assumptions about her. But you know what God said? No, to me, you are significant. Why? Because you're the chosen one to carry the Savior. Bit of a difference in what people see and what God saw. What about Rahab, a prostitute? Someone that people just used. Someone that people tossed aside when they'd finished with her. That was the status that life had given her. But God said that does not determine the significance within you. She became the savior of her family. She became the helper of God's sent ones. She became someone who ended up in the lineage of Jesus. Talk about significance. Her status meant nothing. Her significance, God said, is everything. I could go on. What about Saul, the persecutor of Christians? Saul, a murderer. That was the status. But God said, note the significance in you. You will be Paul and you will be an apostle and you will be a leader and you will be a helper. How amazing is that? So I don't know right now. The low debar that you feel you're in or the lack of significance that you feel your life has, but your status does not define you. Your bank balance does not define you. Your employment status does not define you. Whether you're single or married does not define you. Whether you're a single parent or a happily married couple does not define you. Your status is what life gives you. Your significance is what your almighty father in heaven has already handed you. So today you got to remind yourself if you're in Lodabar of the significance of your life. Yes, 
It might be a hard season you're in, but the significance of your life is you're a child of God. Yes, there may be things that you are dealing with that are hard to navigate, but the significance you must remember is that he is with you and he is in you and he is for you. And that's good news. That's where favor begins to find you. When you put your mind on the God within you, favor begins to find you. When you live with your mind on the status you feel you've lost or how people view you, you begin to repel the favor away from you. God wants to help you. He wants to awaken the significance in you. And I know Mephibosheth had gone from status that looks so good on paper to one that looks so terrible, but God still saw in him significance. So much so that God puts him on the mind of David, the king. He puts him on the mind of David. And I want you to know it's what favor does. Favor finds you. He was living in Lodabar, but he was not going to stay there because favor was on its way because you can't stop the significance that God has placed in you. You can't stop it. You can't. God's word will have the final say. So God put on David's mind, Jonathan, and Jonathan used to be a significant friend to David. And David remembered when Jonathan was alive, he said, I'm going to take care of whoever your children are in the future. And so that day, God brings back to David's mind the vow he had made all those years ago. And it's recorded in 2 Samuel. And in 2 Samuel 9, David asks, is there anyone left from Jonathan's household who I can show kindness to? He's searching for the person who's living in Lodabar. He's asking a question that's going to take the favor of God to the obscure place where Mephibosheth's in. And I believe when we begin to change our confession that God begins to put us on people's minds. Right now, as you're watching this, God's putting you on someone's mind, on someone's heart, or maybe he's putting someone on your mind and your heart. That's why you need to at them in this post. That's why you need to say, this is for you. That's why you need to encourage them because God's going to use you to bring favor to someone's place of Lodabar. And God began to send favor via David right to Lodabar. Someone says, yes, there is a guy. His name, he didn't even give the name. He said, he's lame and he lives in Lodabar in obscurity. And David said, go bring him to me. So I want to end today by saying you've got to choose today to believe that favor is on the way. Don't let your status define you, but choose the significance within you. We're going to have to carry this on tomorrow. I knew this was going to be a week roll. So I'll see you tomorrow. I hope I built your faith up. God's favor will find you. So keep believing, keep praying, and I'll see you tomorrow.